Welcome to the Sound Lifestyle Medicine Podcast, hosted by Dr. Mark Stefani and Dr. Jim Kozowitz. Doctors Mark and Jim are here to help navigate elements of your lifestyle that will lead to optimal health. Through deep dives into popular health topics, they will help you discover transformative insights tailored toward well-being and guide you toward a sound and healthy lifestyle. Hello and welcome to the Sound Lifestyle Medicine Podcast. I am Dr. Jim Kozowitz. And I'm Dr. Mark Stefani. Today we're here to kind of talk to you a little bit about all that nutritional information that's out there floating around in the ether, right? We realize it's the new year. Everyone is trying to improve their health going into the, the new year now. And so what we'd like to do is kind of present to you some information to help you be a more discerning consumer of all this noise out there when it comes to nutrition. Yeah, exactly. That's a common refrain is that you don't know what to believe. It all seems so conflicting, you know, conflicting among people like us in the podcast world, uh, trying to help people as well as conflicting amongst physicians in, your, in the office, conflicting amongst guidelines. So it all seems kind of a bit uh, challenging to, to tease out. And so what we want to be able to provide for you today are just ways of looking at the evidence, ways of uh, reviewing what people are, are saying uh, as advice to try to be a more discerning uh, consumer of this information. Uh, because ultimately, you need to apply it to your life and figure out what's best for you and refrain from dogma with regard to um, these recommendations. And I think that's a good way, good place to start out. When you hear people talk about 100%, 100% certainty of a specific what they believe is fact or information, like this is the only way, this is the end all be all uh, way of increasing your longevity or losing weight, or you need to be on the su this supplement or X, Y, or Z, right? If if they have that much conviction uh, behind what they are saying, that's always a red flag for me. Um, yeah. The, the next line will be, and then I'm going to sell it to you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So there's rarely ever that degree of certainty in, in science. And even if there is, you still need to individualize some of that information. And I believe the one of the biggest roles of at least what Dr. Jim and I are doing and, and what your physicians should be doing is taking that certainty, that body of evidence, and really funneling it to you right there and your life. And so, again, uh, if you hear somebody speak with uh, certainty that that sounds too good to be true, it is. Uh, I would agree with that. Oh, I was going to say another another red flag for me as I'm mindlessly scrolling, even though I'm not supposed to, and I tell people not to, uh, would be it's the uh, is the end of one fallacy, right? Let me tell you what fixed me, and you got to do it. First off, it's you know you're you're looking at a interface that usually is trying to get you to look at it or sell you something. So the N of one, meaning just one person telling you what they did to fix themselves, um, that's that's not scientific. And even if something did help them, uh, um, there's no way to make sure that it's going to help you. And so these things like, I, I don't know what always pops into my head is, and I love mushrooms and I eat mushrooms all the time, but it seems like uh, mushroom extracts and powders are solving the world's problems left and right. And there's always someone out there to say like, all I did was this one thing and my life is so much better. I think that's kind of a red flag. You got to dig a little deeper into what they're talking about and why they were, what they're even saying would be true. They, they, they added this one thing. Well, did they subtract something? And maybe it was the subtraction of the other thing that actually made their life better. And so it's, it's really hard. So always just be wary when someone says, 
do what I do. Right. Right. Because it usually involved many, many other things in addition to uh, the ashwagandha powder that they're also using. Yes. Correct. Another thing to be cautious of is the contrarian and telling you that the guidelines are wrong. uh, What the doctors are telling you is BS. It's actually this way. And you'll notice a pattern of the within the contrarian uh, health advocates. And what they do is they find some discrepancy in the research and find the the studies that support their idea and then tell you that that evidence is sufficient enough to refute the former. And so oftentimes this takes the the contrarian stance that it's the, you know, the boogeyman physicians or, uh, you know, big pharma or health system, et cetera, that is endorsing the standard view guidelines. And it's really uh, this other research that somehow is the truth and therefore uh, what you should be doing. And Mm. I, it's the same pattern kind of over and over. Uh, when you see the the contrarian health advocates uh, out there again, kind of trying to to find that those small areas of um, research where there is some uh, discre- discrepancies, and I think the good example of that is saturated fat discussions, uh, where despite you know decades and decades and tomes of research pointing in one direction, that saturated fat is linked to heart disease. Um, yes, you can find research uh, that says otherwise. And it's important to ask why, why is that research saying something different? And that becomes into a much more granular nuanced topic about research studies uh, themselves and how they're performed. It doesn't mean that the other body of evidence is wrong. And this kind of dovetails into a soapbox, Jim. Will you, will you give me a few minutes to do that? All right. Um, I'm going to get something to drink. You just let me know when you're, you're ready. All right. Fair enough. Starting now. This, yes, this is a bit of a soapbox. And so when somebody says that their research is the truth and the other research is wrong, what you need to demonstrate is that your evidence is 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 more accurate, disproves the current prevailing body of evidence. You need to provide stronger evidence than what is currently recommended. So for example, the guidelines may be wrong, but they are not wrong until you can prove that they are wrong. And that takes a greater body of evidence, totality of evidence, spanning years, spanning types of studies to be able to disprove it, right? A question does not disprove it. You cannot say definitively that you are right um, and that the other evidence is is wrong. There can exist a question, but not necessarily uh, 100% certainty. And so I liken it to uh, conviction towards sports teams. And we'll take the New England Patriots in their prime, the, the dynasty New England, New England Patriots, the Tom Brady New England Patriots. And you, your friend could be a Cowboys fan, right? And start of the season, they could say that the Cowboys are going to beat the Patriots and they can point to, you know, their draft picks and the new evidence and, and stats to support their answer. But they cannot say with 100% certainty that their Cowboys are better than New England Patriots until they beat the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl, right? And so despite all of that exclamations that they are better, they have to definitively prove that up until the point it is not certain. And so the same thing applies to research. Any honest physician or researcher will tell you that A, don't have the evidence to really draw a conclusion. B, uh, 
there's not there's not a ideal amount to draw a definitive conclusion, but current evidence is leaning in this direction. We need more research. And then there are instances where there is a totality of evidence that points in a particular direction, a vector, if you will, that has the support of that weight of evidence to make definitive conclusions. And until you have a greater body of evidence, uh, you simply can't make that judgment call. And so I'll step down now. I hope you come back to join me with your cup of coffee and get your thoughts on my soapbox. Oh, well, I mean, the my first thought was that the Patriots were 4-13 and 13 this season. So, I, I mean, okay. So it was, it was the Patriots in their prime is what you were right. saying. Exactly. Okay. Yes. You know, I think I think the other thing that goes along with this is that that why these things get so thrown into the zeitgeist of of society is that the the news media loves contrarian health stories, right? And so they'll throw up these stories that'll say like butter is back or something like that, right? And there's never that that nuance like, well, what are we talking about here? What was even looked at? How big was this study? Like there's so much that you have to pull apart when there's a research study, but it just gets thrown up as a in the banner at CNN, butter is back. And then everybody sees that and they go, oh, well, look at that. I guess I'll just start eating as much butter as possible. Um, and that's the hard part. That's the, the part that we kind of have to help people through because that is that does make the story right. No, nobody wants to hear. All right, vegetables are good to eat. Nah, that, that's not going to make it onto CNN. I don't think. Right, and you also have to be conscientious of the emotional component in, in all of this. You know, we we attach our identity to what we eat, oftentimes, or the activity that we do. Whether uh, you know you're a cyclist or a CrossFit advocate, you know that's that's what you do. And anything that goes against that, you know, is jarring to one's identity. And the same thing goes, you know, for, for diet, you are a quote unquote vegan, you are a quote unquote carnivore. And I think that does us a disservice because again, as I said in a prior podcast, you're not here to serve the diet or you're not here to serve the food that you eat. It's supposed to do the opposite for you. And so if there are research that comes along that puts into question concerns about that, you should be able to judge uh, react accordingly, right? And be objective about this. You can hate Tom Brady all you want, but your Cowboys are not better than him until they beat him in the Super Bowl, right? And so remove that emotional component from the situation and make your life a lot easier uh, with implementation of, of these lifestyle changes. Yeah, I, I completely uh, agree. I think there's there's too much tied in. People will somehow get it all tied in with their own emotional, their ego, all this stuff and their identity. And that's just not, there's just, like you said before, like 100% certainty is hard to come by. There is a lot of evidence that points us in directions. And so you follow those directions until there's enough certainty to tilt you in a different direction, right? And so, but most of the time, the the line, everything you know is a lie, that's, you know, I don't know. Usually that's a red flag for me. It's like, uh, maybe there was, there was one study that refutes the thousand other studies, maybe, but it seems unlikely. Yeah. And so as it goes for any topic in life, I think it's always helpful to listen to contrarian views and again, try to try to jot down things that may, that seem contradictory to you or uh, in opposition to what you currently believe to be the, where the evidence is at. And then discuss, you know, research those questions or discuss them with your physician or other trusted healthcare provider and try to find out where the evidence truly does lie and then apply that that to your life as well. So this podcast wasn't supposed to be a long one, but it was supposed to be 
you know, important as again, Jim said, I was starting out in your health journey in the new year, really having some of these frameworks to look at nutrition advice is going to be very important and, and always try to step back uh, with an objective lens when you hear things and in utilize some of those red flags uh, that we've talked about to make the best decisions for your life. So Jim, any final thoughts? Uh, no, I mean, I think everything that you said, and I think another thing you can, you can even add to that a little bit is, is the tone in which things are said, right? Mm-hmm. I'm always amazed at like how many times I, someone's yelling at me on Instagram. Right. <laughs> right. Why are you yelling at me? Right. I don't, you don't have to yell. Just tell me what you're thinking. You're, so, you're all, you're all caps does not make it yeah. more true. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Just everybody. That's just everybody. I think this is true for everybody. This is all just take a breath. Let's all just, it's the new year. Let's try to take the, the, the temperature down in the room a little bit. Everything gets to be, everyone gets so excitable so quickly. Let's all just move together, right? And try to find a, a peaceful, healthful way of living. I, I guess the last one I would also throw a red flag up for is our hacks when people, I don't think that word is as popular as it was 10, 15 years ago, but I firmly believe there are very few hacks in life. And you think about what you've achieved as a, as a parent or as a, as a physician or uh, you know anything else in life and did you hack your way to that i highly doubt it 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 took a lot of time and a lot of grinding to get where you are and does it get easier yes absolutely that's because you put in the work um from the outset and and that's the same thing can be said about lifestyle changes but the reassuring thing is knowing that a it's worth it and b it does get easier that there's that yes uphill battle but uh, it pays dividends and it gets easier uh, over time. And I would say in a, in a more rapid amount of time than almost anything else uh, in life, if you put the upfront work in. Absolutely. All right. So with that, any anything else you'd like to say? No, I think we're good. I am going to go do something active. I haven't decided what yet. Either spin them really? downstairs or- you, you, know, you can't think of something to do when it's snowing outside? You can't think of an active- Thing that you could possibly do outside right now, like I'm going to go do with a blue shovel and uh, uh, Jim, why do you got to remind me? I got to go do that too. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Well, don't develop any chest pain and otherwise I will see you soon. All right, Mark. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us on the Sound Lifestyle Medicine Podcast. For more insights and practical tips, subscribe and catch us on the next episode. Until then, here's a few things you can do right now to get started. Download our free Six Pillars of Lifestyle Medicine Guide to begin optimizing your health today, or book a free 30-minute informational call with us to learn more about how sound can give you the tools for a healthier you. Lastly, discover your clear and personalized roadmap to optimal health through enrolling in our Better You Basecamp course. You can grab the links to all these and more in each episode's show notes. So here's to a sound, healthier you, and we'll see you next time.